Blog Talk Radio. Southern California. It's a little cold, but um, I guess temperatures are uh, subjective. I just turned on the heat here in the Poetry Superhighway Live studios, and then my wife came in and said, it's much too hot in here. I have to turn this heat off. You probably have experiences like that at home, where two different people think two different things, and as a result, the experiences of your lives are adjusted accordingly. Perhaps it's not just temperatures. I don't know. It's good to have you with me here. Um, A lot going on in Poetry Superhighway land. Of course, uh, the main thing going on today during this hour is our open reading. It's uh, it's an hour long, and I invite you to call in and uh, read your poems. The number to call in is 646-716-7362. Um, you can Skype in as well, I believe, right from the uh, Blog Talk Radio page. Um, there's probably other options that I'm not aware of, but any way that you can get in to call, I'd love to have you on the air here, read a poem, tell us about what's happening in your poetry community. Perhaps you have a new book out, perhaps, I don't know, you've got a website which is hopping, there's a local reading in your community that uh, that goes on that you want to mention, Any any reason really, to uh, let us know about what's going on in your world in poetry is most welcome here on Poetry Superhighway Live. The mission of the Poetry Superhighway is to expose as many people to as many other people's poetry as possible. That's why we're here. So before we get to our first reader, I want to mention a few things. Uh, first of all, I uh, want to call your attention to new to a new poetry anthology called All Said and Done. This was published by TAP, that's tap-p.com. Uh, it's an online, it's an online publication, but they just published an anthology of poetry uh, dedicated, uh, dedicated towards the cause of of autism. Um, so this it's really a unique publication that features poetry by both autistic poets and non-autistic poets, kind of. Giving a oh, I guess a slice of life, a picture of how life is uh, uh, from these different perspectives. Uh, life in the 21st century. David Solis, a United uh, United Kingdom uh, poet, put it together, um, and I'm actually going to post a link to it in the chat room in case uh, you want to check it out. It features uh, a number of poets. It's very light in tone. Um, if you're if you're looking for a book of poetry which is um, accessible, easy to read, and humorous, uh, this is the one for you. And um, and you should check it out. And all the proceeds from <coughs> that are purchased from this book, that is that are raised from this book, um, will go uh, directly to support the National Autistic Society, uh, in particular uh, the United Kingdom branches in, in Wales and Scotland. So it's a really good cause. Um, as well as a really interesting read combining the sensibilities of these two groups of people, uh, people with autism and people without. Uh, poems 
poems paired up. Um, it's a good book. Check it out. All said and done. I just uh, put the link in the chat room. Uh, if you're on the Blog Talk Radio page, you should see the chat room right there, or there's probably a, a link to it or something of that nature. So join in and uh, and post your comments uh, during the reading. Converse with each other. And at the moment, uh, click on the link to the to the uh, the book all said and done where you can you can learn you can learn more about it it's a good thing very proud oh by the way i guess the, one of the reasons i'm mentioning it besides that i i i think it's a good cause and a unique collection um is that uh, i was invited to submit a few poems to it and so i actually have three pieces in it um and uh and so check those out very proud to be in this particular collection, um, and it was it was kind of a strange invitation because I have no uh, particular specific connection uh, or personal connection, I should say, to uh, people with autism uh, outside of just generally being a human and concerned about the plight of any people who have it more difficult than anyone else. Um, so it threw me back a bit when I, I got contacted by the. By the author, by the uh, editor David Solis uh, inviting me to participate, but um, seeing how the book is laid out with really a juxtap- juxtaposition of, of different kinds of poets, different voices, um, uh, it's really a unique thing. So check it out again, one more time. All said and done, an anthology of poetry, uh, which um, <laughs> which uh, will be uh, the, the the funds raised from. Uh, purchases of the book will go directly to support um, organizations that that support autism causes, uh, to support services for people with autism, and and to help find a cure as well. Uh, one other thing I want to mention before we get to our first caller. Again, the number to call in is six four six seven one six seven three six two. Is uh, we're in the last few weeks of the open submission period for an anthology that I am working on called. Ekphrastia Gone Wild. This is going to be a publication uh, produced by Ain't Got No Press. That's the press that I started a while back uh, that uh, has also released the collections um, A Poet's Haggadah, Poetry from uh, or Passover uh, from the Eyes of Poets, which came out a few years ago, um, as well as the Noir Poetry Anthology, The Night Goes On All Night, which came out about a year ago, uh, featuring uh, poetry... Uh, uh, modern noir poetry uh, or noir-inspired poetry, as it were, that was released last year in conjunction with uh, the Los Angeles Poetry Festival's Night in the City, which was a couple-week event, a couple-week series of events that revolved around the noir genre, uh, including film and poetry and, and other kinds of events. So check those books as well. You can see uh, you can see those books on the Ain't Got No Press website, which is poetrysuperhighway.com slash A-G-N-P. Uh, there's samples from the books there um, and, and links to check them out if you're interested. Um, and as well, there are submission guidelines for our upcoming anthology, which again is called Ekphrastia Gone Wild. Ekphrastic poetry, if you don't know, is poetry written after art. Traditionally, most of the, the ekphrastic work I've seen is people – Right, who've written poems um, after specific paintings, um, etc. Um, it could be an interpretation of the painting. It could be uh, a poem about the experience of, of looking at the painting. 
um, or anything of that nature. So for Ekphrastia Gone Wild, I'm seeking submissions of really um, anything in a very loose definition of what we would consider ekphrastic poetry. It specifically has to be poetry written after another work of art, but that's really where um, I end in terms of guidelines. So maybe it's a poem, maybe it's a song, maybe it's a, a book, maybe it's it's anything that uh, that you would consider art, a sculpture, um, anything of that uh, nature. Um, so when you submit your poems, you can send in up to three, um, and each piece should include a listing of the specific artwork that your that particular piece is about. So it should be the title of the artwork. It should include the um, artist's name, and it should also include the year that that particular piece of art was uh, created. Um, for each of the poems that you submit, you can submit up to three. Um, and a bio, which is um, which can be um, maximum 100 words. And uh, I think that's it. There might be more, but uh, specifically you should go to the website to read the guidelines. There's a specific email address that they have to go to. And I'm pretty particular about this. If you send the things to the wrong place, um, even if it's one of my email addresses, or if you don't, if you send a bio that's too long, or if you don't include the information about the pieces of artwork, or etc., um, I will send your uh, uh, submission back and, and ask you to redo it uh, correctly. So uh, hook a brother up, would you, um, and uh, and do it correctly. Read the guidelines. They're at poetrysuperhighway.com slash A-G-N-P. And uh, there you go. That's that. All right. Um, oh, by the way, I should also mention the book is going to be coming out uh, sometime in 2013. Uh, I'm leaving it kind of open so I don't – so I can really have some leeway on how quickly I have to put it together. Actually, the noir anthology that I put together last year – uh, was conceived, produced, and published over the course of two weeks. It's pretty good, uh, but it was kind of maniacal to do that in in such a such a, a quick period of time. So, so um, it'll it'll be released at some point in 2013. But the absolute deadline uh, uh, to get your poems in is December 31st. So, um, so do that. Get your poems in for Ekfrastia Gone Wild. Uh, and then go out and have a lovely New Year's with your your loved ones, or one special loved one, or your cat. I don't know. Whatever it is that you 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 have planned, uh, please do that. Um, again, the number to call in is six four six seven one six seven three six two. We're gonna call. We're gonna go now to our first caller from the five one three area code. Hello. Good evening. This is Romeo Dinetti. Hi, Romeo. How you doing? I'm maintaining. How you feeling today? I am also maintaining. Uh, uh, where are you calling from again? I always forget, but I, I know you're a repeat offender here on uh, Poetry Superhighway Live. Uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. I was going to guess Cincinnati, but I, would, I didn't want to get it wrong, so I should have gone with my gut. <laughs> Definitely. Cincinnati. <laughs> cool. And how's, uh, how's life in Cincinnati right now? Um, the weather isn't what we would expect, but um, poetry's doing well. Um, I got invited to do a show in Chicago come February. In Chicago? It's great. Yeah, yeah. It'll be surrounding like the month of love. <laughs> well, what's what's the venue? Um, the Spoken Word 
Porchy Lounge Cafe. Cool. I, I don't know that particular venue. I'm, I'm from Southern California, but um, Chicago is very famous for, for spoken word poetry, as you probably know. They they That's where poetry right. started, the Green Mill, you know, famous uh, poetry venue there. Yes. So, that's that's really cool. And you know what's especially cool? I mean, maybe this happens to you all the time, but to get invited to another city to read poetry, you know, it it's just such a cool – I mean, to get invited anywhere to read poetry, even if it's down the street, is cool. But, you know, when, when people – enough of you as an artist that they want to bring you in, you know, that's a big deal. Yeah, definitely. That's, that's a real good honor. An incredible feeling. So I'm going to go and share my thoughts up that way in a few months. Cool. Well, I look forward to hearing how it goes. Do, do you have a, you got a poem for us? Uh, definitely. This piece is titled It's Not That Complicated. As I let me your ear so I can touch your mind, feel your heart, and enter to your soul with my thoughts. You're more than just a pretty face. To me, you're the definition of a blessing. From the encouraging words that you say to your phenomenal prophetic poetic poetry that I want to replay, your happiness and smile breaks my day. You make me want to say words that I wouldn't expect myself to say, and I think that's crazy. Must be in love like B and Jay-Z, because I call you my bae, B. So, baby, please excuse me for being on air, telling you how I feel for thee. But it's me trying to be as real as I can be. Yes, yes, yes. I want us to be we. I want you to be with me. I want to see you in my dreams. And after I wake, I open my eyes. I thank the Lord for shining the sun and for your beautiful presence laying next to me. The most wonderful presence next to the Holy Spirit is your essence. And it covers me. I will travel this earth to be with you. My thoughts are just the beginning of what I would do for you. While we build our royal northern dynasty up a hundred times too. That couldn't be a more perfect too. Say for Adam and Eve. But they were created by the hands of God so that I can see. So that leaves you and me. That single thought already has me smiling. Because I found someone in my mind been trapped on the island with. Her passion is my trip to paradise. A chocolate big booty waitress with us might make it more nice. Maybe. But that's just a bonus. Because all I need is you. So you're all I want. I said this twice before. I want to be the smell in your funk. I'm not sure it's much closer we can get without incorporating metaphysics. Your lips, too sweet just to kiss. That's why I savor your flavor from your eyes to your heels. If you can count from 100 to zero, I promise every second unexplainable sweet sensation is what you will feel. From your hair to your nape, down your back, tingling your style, even feeling your derriere as I kiss your right shoulder from behind, with every intention to make you mine. Bless you so good it makes you blind, but only for a few moments. We feeling so magnificent in a moment. They that say real love is magnificent, this is what they meant. 
which explains to me why I want to be with you. But sometimes I feel is unexplainable because I can't simply say what would Jesus do. But if I was him and he was I, I think he would be with you too because I know I would die for you, my baby, my truth. Hey, boo, smile for me. Because my smile is because of you. I want to lift your glass and toast to you. Have your grape juice bubble up and burst for me. Drink it till you're thirsty. Then have you on more thirst for me. Like simply lemonade on a rainy day going outside to play. I leave you soaked. From your lips to your throat to your lips to your toes. I do things to you, you, I, and only God knows. Tells you things that resembles revealing my soul. Hold on to my shoulders. Rather wrap my arms around your waist. Not a drip out of an ounce of your love will I waste. I can smell your fragrance. I can feel your taste. But beyond that, your heart is my place. So I ask you when the time is right, can I forever tell you? Good night. That's my thoughts. Cool, Romeo. Enjoyed that. Thank you. Tell me more about the big-bootied waitress. Hey, you know, it's it's always good to have a nice, nice waitress at your, at your back and call when you're out. <laughs> I bet it was a good tip. <laughs> Definitely. Um, yeah, but, um, I bet, uh, did you write for a specific person, or is that just a general, like, well, it it was I was asked to do a piece for someone's birthday, and that was my thoughts behind the piece for them. Hmm. But she that, always she always she was someone special to me also. But it was it was for it was a birthday piece. That's cool. Um, that's really cool. I um, there's sort of an epic uh. I mean, it's really an epic love poem, you know, in the way that you, you know, there's a yearning in it, and it's very sort of classic in, although, I mean, your your reading style is kind of modern and spoken word, the, the whole theme of it is very kind of epic and, and classic in this yearning love poem. And it also, you know, reminded me, of, there's a, a Led Zeppelin song, uh, which, you know, says things like, you know, if the sun refused to shine, I would still be loving you. Mountains crumble to the sea, there would still be you and me, and you're lying about you'd wander the earth you know, for for this person sort of reminded me of 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 that. Okay, that's deep. That's what's up. <laughs> cool. Well, um, uh, remind us. Do you have like a, a website or anything? Do you, that you... Well, I do have a website at www.romeodaddy. Romeo is R O M E O D N A T I. That's at dot com. Uh, little bio on me and a few pictures, um, a couple of my YouTube videos up there also. Cool. So people can go there and uh, and check it out. Is 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 there anything in Cincinnati going on that um, that you participate in that that you want to let people know about? Well, if I'm in town, I was asked to be part of the the all white winter bash. They'll be at the Greenwich February February sixteenth, I believe. February sixteenth. 
um, all-white winner bash, the hottest white outfit-wearing guest get a prize. And this is just a feature spoken word R&B Neo, so it's going to be a, a real festive, beautiful night. That's cool. Is there a lot going on in Cincinnati with, with poetry readings and spoken word and stuff? We're trying to get up there on the level of, like, Chicago, New York, maybe um, down south. We just had to um, – who was in town? Um, Georgia and me was in town just recently for the um, Coochie Chronicles, which is a stage, of all-women stage play. Uh, so that was a big thing that we had going on. And we got weekly venues. We used to have a bunch, but right now I think we might have two weekly venues. And then there's maybe two or three bi-weekly venues. And we have a good spot that's downtown. Um, they're renovating downtown by the riverbanks. There's a place called Mahogany's, and they do spoken word. I think they bring in um, pretty known, well, poets. I think once a month. So um, it's, it's thriving. We're trying to get it as big as possible. That's cool. I mean, Cincinnati, you know, is a decent-sized city, but it sounds like you, you know, if you have a few things going on, you know, every week and a couple every you know, every other week, that's that's a good amount of things for people to to participate in. Do you, do you find? I don't know if you've been to these. Do you find that the styles are? Are different. I know here in LA where there's a million different things going on. I mean, literally four or five different readings all over town during the day. You know, one venue might focus more on performance and spoken word, and one might be like more serious quote page poetry, and then some open mics are you know really a mix. Or do you, do you find there's differences, or is it kind of the same crowd at, at, at different ones? Well, depending on the theme of the night, um, if it's a, a, an event that's catering to, like, love and romance, pretty much every place is, is a mixed crowd. Um, you get all type of ports um, and singers and comedians with the, with the open spoken word events. It's, it's really not um, too too much different um, as far as venues. Everybody pretty much come out to the same event. And it's a... It, it can be a bigger knitted family, but pretty much everybody knows each each one, and uh, we try to make it so everybody's meant to support each other. So, you know, you might get the same type of poetry, or hear the same same um, artist that you might hear one spot. They might come to another spot and do something differently, debating on the theme of the night. Cool, that's great. Well, um. Gosh, thanks for spending so much time talking to me and, and letting us know about what's going on in Cincinnati, Romeo. Um, uh, maybe we'll talk to you in January before your uh, reading in, in Chicago in, in February. Okay, that's what's up. Thanks for um, Let me share my thoughts. No problem. Take it easy. All right, bye-bye. Bye. That was uh, Romeo Donati from Cincinnati, Ohio, uh, reading an epic love poem. And uh, as well... Um, telling us all about uh, poetry in uh, in the Cincinnati, Ohio uh, area. So if you're in Cincinnati and you didn't know you had things going on, well, there you go. We've done it again. Poetry Superhighway has exposed you to uh, to, to more poetry. Um, and that's what it's all about. The number here to call in is area code 646-716-7362. Um, this is a great chance uh, for you, especially if you've never... Uh, done an open reading 
before, if you've never done a call-in show before, or, or any of the cases, really, you, um, uh, uh, you know, this is kind of the easiest way to get in. If you're nervous about it all, you can do it on the phone uh, from your house, uh, from your garage, from your backyard. You could go stand in your closet and do it. No one will know. You could disguise your voice if you wanted. Uh, you, could, you could use a fake name, I, I suppose. Uh, uh, so you know, and and uh, you're, you'll have the chance to read your poem uh, to our listeners and have it archived in, in the Poetry Superhighway Live archive uh, for the rest of time. Um, and I've always uh, thought, and I've always said, when people talk about being nervous. Uh, getting up to the the mic and the live open readings that I'm involved with, that uh, really when you read your poetry out loud, uh, even if you do it by yourself, I suppose, but in particular in front of an audience, um, uh, not only do you build more confidence in the ability to to do that, it, it, it does certainly get easier the more times you do it. So you might as well take that step. But you come become more familiar with your work as a result. You. Um, uh you know you you hear it in a way that um that might surprise you when you're reading it out loud as you see where you've put the line breaks as you see how the language flows and it gives you a little bit of insight into how other people might um might read it or hear it as they're they're reading it another good thing to do in particular with live venues where the audience is actually <laughs> right there in front of you is you can you, you get an immediate sense of their reaction. You know, do they laugh at the right points? Do they do they sigh at, at the points where you've said something particularly poignant or powerful? Do they come up with you afterwards and talk to you about it? You know, you really can get a sense of 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 you, you get kind of a uh, feedback on your work without even like asking for feedback. So it's a really great thing. So I encourage you uh, if you are listening to uh, to take that brave step and to call in and read a poem. Uh, this is the easiest way to do it. You, you don't even have to be wearing clothes here on Poetry Superhighway. In fact, we discourage clothes wearing. Uh, we're uh, we're the only all nude uh, radio show that I'm aware of. Uh, so please uh, <clears throat> take advantage of that, if you will. Uh, the number to call in is six four six seven one six seven three six two. I think I've just caused my wife to leave the room. <laughs> She's my support staff here here in the studio. But when I start mentioning all nude, uh, you know, there's kind of a, uh, and then she she just gets up and leaves. Uh, anyway, six four six seven one six seven three six two. Do call in. I wanted to mention a couple other things. Um, I, I mentioned this book, Ekphrastia Gone Wild, which I am uh, 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 publishing under Ink Got No Press. Um, I, I don't know if you've heard of the poetry of uh, or the poet Wisława Sisymborska. She is um, a very famous poet, uh, even if you haven't heard of her. Um, in fact, she won the Nobel Prize for Poetry, which is, you know, just about the biggest award you could get uh, in any genre. Uh, so, getting it for for poetry is a really big deal. Um, and I discovered I was in uh, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania over Thanksgiving weekend uh, with my wife's family. And in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, uh, they have one of the oldest bookshops in the country. It's the Moravian Bookshop, a really cool place, lots of books. There's a cafe, uh, all kinds of things happen there. Actually, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania is a cool historic town to walk around if you, if you uh, are looking for something to do and you're in the middle of Pennsylvania. I recommend it. 
Um, and I came across a, a book of poetry by Wislawa Sisimborska. I'd been familiar with her work for a while, but uh, this was a book that came out a couple of years ago that I hadn't uh, seen before. And one of the poems in it, called Vermeer, was an ekphrastic poem. It was about uh, uh, the author's, the poet's particular experience uh, uh, regarding a particular painting, and so I um, saw in the uh, in the uh, in the book uh, it said for you know for permissions uh, write the publisher and the publisher's Houghton Mifflin, one of the largest publishers of books in the world out of New York City. So I uh, sent them an email through the the right channels via their website and said I'd like to use uh, this particular ekphrastic poem in in. Uh, by by Sisimborska in this anthology in Ekfrastia Gone Wild. And lo and behold, I, I got a response a couple days later saying, sure, and they sent me a letter confirming it. So if you submit poetry to Ekfrastia Gone Wild, and if it's accepted for publication, then you're, you will have a poem in an anthology with Nobel Prize winning poet Wislawa Sisimborska. So... Uh, that's pretty cool. Now, of course, there's no guarantee that you will uh, get your poem published. Um, I have already hundreds of submissions for this anthology. Um, it's going to be quite a lot, a lot of work to read through it, and there's no possible way I can get uh, everything in it. And it's not my goal to get everything in it. I want it to be a great book that really um, that really celebrates ekphrastic poetry and lives up to uh, the tone that I'm hoping for as implied in the title, Gone Wild. I'm looking for poetry that is um, that is accessible. Um, I, I love humorous poetry. Um, I love stuff that, um, in particular with ekphrastic, not necessarily um, uh, um, an obtuse interpretation of the poem. I'm certainly open to... Uh, to that if it's well written and good, but something about the experience of being in the poem, a little detail that you noticed that made you think about uh, uh, something in particular, um, that kind of thing. Um, so um, for sure, there's no guarantee that you'll get in the book if you submit, but um, there's definitely no possibility that you'll get in the book and be in this anthology with a Nobel Prize winning poet, Sisimborska, if you don't submit. So um, before I get to the next caller, um, I wanted to share with you a poem by uh, Sisimborska. I'm not going to read the one that's going to be in the book, uh, but this is one that um, that is actually the title poem for her, from her most recent book, Here. Uh, the poem is called Here. I don't know about other places, but here on earth there's quite a lot of everything. Here chairs are made with made and sadness – Scissors, violins, tenderness, transistors, water dams, jokes, teacups. Maybe somewhere else there's more of everything, only for some reason there are no paintings there. Cathode ray tubes, dumplings, tissues for tears. There are plenty of places here with surroundings, some you can particularly get to like. Name them your own way and protect them from evil. Maybe somewhere else there are similar places, but no one considers them beautiful. Maybe like nowhere else or in few other places, here you have your own body trunk with, and with it the tools needed to add your children to those of others. Besides that, your hands, legs, and the amazed head. Ignorance here is hard at work, constantly 
measuring, comparing, counting, drawing conclusions, and finding square roots. I know. I know what you're thinking. Nothing is permanent here for since ever forever in the power of the elements. But notice the elements get easily tired and sometimes they have to take a long rest before the next time. And I know what else you're thinking. Wars, wars, wars. But even between them, there happen to be breaks. Attention, people are evil. At ease, people are good. At attention, we produce wastelands. At ease, by the sweat of our brow, we build houses and quickly live in them. Life on earth turns out quite cheap. For dreams, for instance, you don't have to pay a penny. For illusions, only when they're lost. For owning a body, only with the body. And as if this was not enough, you spin without a ticket in the carousel of the planets, and along with it, dodging the fair and the blizzard of galaxies through eras so astounding that nothing here on Earth can even twitch on time. For take a good look. The table stands where it stood, on the table the paper exactly as placed, through the window, though the through the window, a jar, just a waft of the air, and in the walls, no terrifying cracks through which you could be blown out to nowhere. That's the poem here by Wislawa Sisimborska um, from her book here, which came out a few years ago, her poem Vermeer, about a painting she was looking at the Rijksmuseum in... Um, well, the Rijksmuseum is in Amsterdam, isn't it? Um, that is, uh, will be appearing in the anthology Ekfrastia Gone Wild. Submissions open until the end of this year. I love her poetry. You should, you should check it out. Very, a lot of very funny stuff, very accessible and deeply, deeply human as well. Um, can't recommend her enough. Actually, uh, her book here was a, a, a featured book of the week uh, in the Poetry Superhighway Bookstore. I will um, post a link to it in the uh, Poetry Superhighway Bookstore um, uh, uh, in the chat room shortly. All right. Um, again, the number to call in is 646-716-7362. Our next caller is from the 256 area code. Hi. Hey, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Who am I talking to? Uh, Gary Malone. Hi, Gary. Where are you calling from? Uh, Athens, Alabama. Athens, Alabama. Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, that's what I was sitting here thinking about what I was going to read. And uh, uh, I'm going to read this piece. It's called Silent Eyes. Okay. And if these become silent, the stones will cry out. Young hearts are bleeding, silently weeping, malnourished from drinking drug-infested milk, straight out of cracked addictive breasts, conceived and orphaned by invisible fathers. Never once have they seen their faces. Young pans sagging on the corner smoking weed, unripened fruit with root ties to the, only the maternal half of their family tree. Walking the street, 14-year-old runaways run from pimps while, while waiting on John, desperately trying to dodge HIV. Adolescent stomachs are growling in homeless shelters. Obese, tainted feet high in fear of the abusive boogeyman in foster care. White and black eyes are swollen, too angry to shed tears. And if these become silent, who will cry out in their place? It's a national crisis when young kings are incarcerated or shot down before their reign begins. From the crater to the prom and back to earth, time flies traveling by unpredictable winds. It's unspeakable grief to go from having fun to a tragic event 
like the sudden loss of a child in a pool or car, a car accident. It's also sad when a single mom and a young princess are kidnapped, held hostage, and murdered by a hungry predator pretending to be their shepherd. Another queen's reign abruptly comes to a violent end. In the still air of the night echoes a child crying, God, why did you take my mama from me? For a mother well and Lord, my child didn't deserve this. Brokenhearted, her prayers saturated with hurting teardrops, drowning in sadness and sorrow. A solemn smile can hide the pain written on her face, weary from crying. And if these eyes become silent, who would cry out in their place? Exhausted from caring for her Down syndrome child by a byproduct of an incestuous rape, bills are due and struggling to make ends meet. Contemplating giving up and quit the good fight of faith, depressed, sad, and weary, suicidal. Put down that gun, don't do it. For who would cry out in your place? A different set of tests, diagnosis terminal, this time from a different set of breasts, with only one left and chemo won't help, thinking about the younger sister she just lost to a brain aneurysm. Tears falling from her cheek, tired yet too anxious to rest. She clutches her youngest child and her artistic niece tightly against her chest. Across the hall, the same prognosis from an elderly set of testicles lying, lying prostrate. Listening to the evening news as his adult children pray and watch in silence. Dad suffer from cancer of the prostate. Too strong and too weak to weep. And if these become silent, who will cry out in their place? A newlywed wife recovers in ICU from a severe asthma attack. Upon coming home and finding her 40-year-old husband on the sofa dead, victim of a massive heart attack. Fresh off their honeymoon and only been married 10 days. This happened six months shy of their newborn baby first birthday. And at the funeral, his grandmother embraces her daughter and then whispers, Death, you should have no victory. And if these become silent, who would cry out in their place? Reminiscing about the good old days is a struggle when you can no longer remember favorite places or once coming faces. After 40 happy years of holy matrimony, a stroke, and then Alzheimer's would be the culprit, the separated sacred vows of death do we part. After recently burying her son and now her husband, she spent many lonely nights and days silently grieving. Injecting herself with her last dose of insulin, she went to bed and died in her sleep with peace on her face. And if these eyes become silent, will the angels cry out in their places? That's that peace. Well, Perry, that was very, uh, very powerful imagery in there. Um, uh, thank you for sharing that with us. Oh well, thank you, thank you, thank so you, you. Do you um, are you involved with um, poetry in the Athens area, like live uh, events? That's not really a, 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 a venue right around here locally, but uh, it's a it's a a, a a group that I'm kind of get involved with. Like uh, last night, they had a, a, a open mic set last night at the, in Huntsville that I, I go cater to. But for the most part, I just Share my poetry on these groups on Facebook and in uh and on these blog talk uh, radio shows like this and, and like I said in the rare event that it's an open mic around here in Huntsville I go attend. That's great. Do you um, do you ever think of starting something uh, down there? Well, I've I've been approached about it uh, from and 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 uh, my I just really got to see if it's uh. 
uh, an audience for it, you know, people will support it. And I guess the only way I do it is, is by really starting, you know. So, and then I and I and then also get uh, get uh, with some like poets that are around here, you know, put it out there and, and see and see what it do. But uh, yes, it's been a, I've been approached with it, but I haven't really just followed through on it. Well, if you're interested, I mean, I, I think you're right. You gotta, you gotta, you can't just do it and not tell anyone. Of course, you know. I think you know, hooking up with other poets, you know, is a great way to get it going. And and try to, you know, maybe there's a, a bookstore like a, a Barnes Noble or something that already kind of has a crowd of people who might, you know, trickle over if they heard a poetry reading going on. Or or if you're doing it in a in a venue like a coffee house or something where there's already people. Or I don't know. You probably have like some some colleges and you know. You know things like that. There sometimes, um, if you connect teachers of writing and poetry there, and you know they might give extra credit to to people who, you know, if they show up to these readings, or if you're just putting up flyers in those, you know, the community colleges or the bigger universities, you know, poet, you know, a lot of times young poets have no idea that that there's a reading going on or an open mic, and if they saw that there was this venue, you might find your Yourself like overstocked with people wanting to, wanting to read and just you might start something really cool. Yeah, yeah, that, that's true. I haven't really uh, researched all what you have just said, but it's and uh, that would be an excellent start too. You know, yeah, yeah. So I I I, I think about I consider that. Well, if you do start something, let me know. I mean, one of the, you know, again, the mission of the Poetry Superhighway is, is is why we do everything we do is to expose as many people to as many other people's poetry as possible. Um, and, uh, you know, so um, if if we can encourage other people to do that as well, you know, then then that's a great thing. I mean, I, I host an open reading, in, uh, like a, an in-person open reading in a venue here in L.A., and a lot of people come in who... And, and believe me, there's a ton of readings going on, right? But but it's still it's it's like a, a thing that people don't know about, you know. The people come in all the time and say, "Oh my God, I had no idea there were readings going on," you know. Even even college students from the university up the street have no idea. So it's a it's a really great thing to uh, really great thing to do. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Because I didn't, I think it is a, uh, it's an audience it's an audience everywhere for it because poetry is nothing but just art in itself you know and it's a way of people expressing themselves and you and a people and you'll be like you said be surprised once you put it out there the people that'll be interested in it it's just uh, it's the main thing just getting it out there yeah exactly well cool Gary um uh, uh is do you have a website or anything if people want to check out um your poetry I put my I put my link uh my Facebook link I don't have a website I just got my I just post my pieces on Facebook on my page and uh sometime in a few groups but I'll put my link in the chat room or you can find me on Gary Malone Athens Alabama you know, on Facebook but I put my I will put my uh link in the chat room if people want to search me Okay Sounds good. All right, uh, what's your name again? It's Rick. Rick Lupert. Hey, hey, okay. All right. All right. Uh, thank you, Rick, for giving us this platform for us poets to uh, share our uh, our art and our work. Thank you. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. I really appreciate you calling in. Thanks a lot, Gary. All right. No problem. You have a good day. You too. Um, that was Gary calling from Athens, Alabama. Uh, telling us about uh, uh, well about his life and his his uh, poetry and uh, and uh, who knows maybe we've talked him into uh, 
into uh, reading something, uh, I, I mean, to starting a reading or something of that nature. Uh, let's see if we have any impact in Athens, Alabama. I know we've published people on Poetry Superhighway in Athens, Alabama before, but um, there you go. Um, I want to, uh, okay, so the number to call in again is 646-716-7362. we got about um, 15 minutes uh, plus a couple uh, left in uh, in the show. A great opportunity to call in and share your poem. Let us know about what's going on in your poetry world. Uh, let us know about your website, your Facebook page, your new book, your uh, contest that you're running, uh, the weekly reading that you host. Whatever it is, call in. Uh, let us know. Uh, and, and most importantly, read a poem. Don't be nervous, people. <laughs> this is the easiest possible thing you can do. I also want to mention um, if you uh, wanted to check out the book here by Wislawa Sisamborska that I read from a few minutes ago. Um, I did post the link in the chat room. Um, also, uh, if for whatever reason you can't access the chat room, uh, it was the uh, featured poet, uh, featured book of the week on the Poetry Superhighway a couple weeks ago. So just if you're at the Poetry Superhighway website, poetrysuperhighway.com slash PSH, uh, click on the bookstore link and under recommendations, it's the very first link uh it's the very first book listed under recommendations in the bookstore um and and check it out uh, the bookstore actually every I, I add a new book every other week and um <laughs> there are a number of categories there uh, uh sometimes it's they're under the recommendations category which are books that i particularly find uh good that i want to share with people there's also the poets of the week books as well listed there those are books, uh, you know, I publish two poets a week on our website every single week. And uh, when one of those poets has a book that's available uh, online, um, I add those to the queue of books to be added. And in fact, this week's uh, book uh, is from uh, is from one of this week's featured poets, as a matter of fact, Stanley Barkin, who's a, a poet from... Long Island, New York. Uh, his book, ABC of Fruits and Vegetables, is our featured selection this week. Uh, you can check out a poem of his by cl by uh, clicking on uh, Poets Under Poetry. Click on uh, Poets of the Week, or actually it's posted right on the front page. Um, uh, one of his poems is, is there, a very cool poem. Um, and I'm very excited that there's whole books of his poetry that you can check out. This particular <laughs> book um, is... Uh, is uh it's 26 poems about a fruit or a vegetable each of which begins with one of the 26 letters of the alphabet uh all of which are complemented by author uh drawings from the author's daughter it's a cool book um and just checking out some of the way that people describe his poetry as well um it it's you, you can tell just by reading the poem that's pub that I published this week and then read the quotes you're going to want to read more of his poetry uh, Stanley Barkin is the Jewish Dylan Thomas. Uh, um, uh, Barkin's poems remind me of a Cezanne still life. He evokes smells and hunger in the way William Carlos William did with his poem about munching on plums. Uh, uh, these triumphant poems nourish the soul. Hal Sirowitz uh, wrote that. One of my favorite poets out of New York who wrote those famous books, Mother Said... Uh, you should check out his poems. Very funny. So check it out, people, um, uh, and all the other books there. There's also a, a poetry resource books where I publish things like um, – recommend things like Poets Market and, and other things like that. There's a Holocaust poetry book section. Just click on Bookstore, and you can check all of those things out. All right, ladies and gentlemen, um, 
Let's see. Um, the number to call in is 646-716-7362. And I have probably a blocked caller because I just see a series of ones. So who did I just get on the air? You just called in right now. Anybody there? Yeah, hi. Is this Rick? Yeah. Hi, how you doing? I'm good, thanks. Who, who's this? Uh, it's Phil Mellon. Hi, Phil. Oh, you were brave enough to call in. Yes. <laughs> well done. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Taunton, Massachusetts, about an hour south of Boston. Taunton? Yes. No, uh, <laughs> that reminds me, uh, it's not spelled the same as, as Taunton, is it? As in the, uh, <laughs> you know, those those kind of lizard-like creatures that they rode around on the ice planet of Hoth? At the no, I, I get that a lot, but no. <laughs> it's T-A-U-N-T-O-N. I see. T-A-U-N-T-O. Okay, well, that's. Um, I got very excited there for a minute. Like, you know, maybe this was the inspiration of that. There was a deep connection between us as a result. But now now it's just going to have to be through poetry. Okay. Well, if, if nothing else. <laughs> so share a poem with us. All right. Well, um, it's called It Has Taught Us Fear. And here we go. I don't know what we extinguished. It's only fitting that I visit her while the song is playing. A cool quiet has rushed over my body, and songs have changed over the years. The river runs away from us, and the path behind is still wet. We found the spot without the use of technology, and yet still learned to swim. The liquid surrounds our feet. It has taught us fear. I have far to go, but two bodies float better than one. And that's it. There's a certain essential truth to that, which I hardly agree with. Um, nice job, Phil. Good poem. Thank you. Um, do you uh, in a, is is there a poetry uh, alive and afoot in in Taunton? Uh, not quite, but you know, you're, you're, as you were speaking to your last caller, I actually thought of um, uh, I have some news that uh, which is pretty good for me. Um, I'm actually going to start a poetry reading here in Taunton. Really? Oh, that's very yeah, cool. Where, yeah. What kind of venue? Where Where is it going to be? It's at the Taunton Art, Art Association. Okay. Yeah, so it's generally, they run art classes and things like that, workshops, but I had suggested that we start a poetry night, and they were excited about the idea, so we're going to go ahead and do that in late January. That's cool. And is this, does the Art Society, do they have an actual physical venue? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they have their they have their own building. That's cool. I, you know, most most readings in LA, uh, uh, you know, happen at at other people's venues, like they're at a coffee house or at a theater that they're they're allowed to use. So to be able to to do it in an actual arts venue is um, is a cool is a very cool thing. Yeah, I think so too. And so, uh, yeah. when when did you say it's starting? Uh, it should be the first one. Should be on January twenty eighth. January twenty eighth, and um, is it going to be a monthly reading, or how often? Well, not sure yet. I mean, I'd like it to be monthly, but I guess we're just going to try the first one and see how well that goes, and and uh, you know, we're going to put ads in the paper and then start a Facebook um, um, event page and things like that. Cool. Is it? Um, will there be an open reading um, and or a featured reader as part of it, or how do you envision it being structured? Well. Uh, so the first one we're just gonna have an open open reading. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you know it, if there's interest, we'll certainly feature someone. 
Um, I have a few in mind that I wouldn't mind featuring here that that live in New Bedford, which is about a half hour from me. Okay. That's great. You know, a half an hour, you know, in, in LA, a half an hour and you're still in LA. So, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> nothing to travel, uh, for, for a reading. Um, that sounds really great. Well, I hope that, uh, people show up for it. I, I think that having, uh, I'm really all about the open reading. You know, I, I think that, that, um, uh, uh, it it really invests the community in the venue, and it you, you, there's a great thing that happens, and in, in particular when you combine um, an open reading with a featured reading, um, you um, if if the featured reader is from is not from your area, in particular, you are exposing all of the your local poets to. Right all of these other people who who would never get to know them and it's it's kind of an honor and a cool thing for them um and vice versa the featured poet uh, gets to gets to experience you know what your poetry scene is all about and really get to gets to know people and bridges are built connections are made it's a very cool thing and another thing you should consider doing i think is um is you know undoubtedly great poets will come out of your featured reading who are from your local community who you should you should give a featured reading spot you know or on top of which sometimes what people do um is they'll pair up in addition to the open reading you know an an, an out of town poet with a local poet and so you you, you know you, the local audience is kind of invested in one of in, in both wanting to come because there's an open and to support their their friend who's reading but they you know it builds an audience for the out of town reader. I, I host a weekly reading and, and frequently find that, you know, if I'm if I've got someone from out of town who who no one has heard of, um, they're not necessarily excited about it. But, but you know, or uh, that is not that there there's any negative negativity about it. But you know, it's if it's a name they don't know, you know, it's it's there's an unknown, right? So by yeah. giving, you know, it's you have the chance to um, uh, build your audience. You know, make sure that the house is packed with with people by you know. With, things to think about anyway yeah that sounds great thank you sure well phil um best of luck to you with that i'm glad you were brave enough to uh to call in and and i and i hope you do so again yeah thank you very much for the opportunity and i just want to suggest that you put up a statue of a tauntaun in the middle of town and i i definitely will come visit uh <laughs> well okay i would expect that if i actually uh pulled that off <laughs> what I was in uh, in in the New England area over the summer, and I, I wrote a whole like collection of poetry about the trip. I, we went to uh, Portsmouth, um, and then through through Salem, and uh, we were in Boston. So I, I was in your neck of woods, the neck of the woods, for a while. So look for a collection of poetry from me early next year, all about being in your neighborhood. Oh, great! Uh, that sounds great. So, all right, cool. Well, nice to nice to hear you, and hope to connect again. Okay, great. Take it easy. Um, that was, thanks. thanks. That was uh, Phil. Phil calling from Taunton, Massachusetts. First time caller. Um, about to take the poetry world by storm in Taunton, Massachusetts. Uh, the number to call in is six four six seven one six seven three six two. Our next caller is from the three two three area code. Hi. Hi, Rick. This is Sharon Venezio, all the way from Sherman Oaks. My God, I've heard of Sherman Oaks. <laughs> I was. It was just there. I'd feel this is like some kind of kismet that's happening. <laughs> well, I was calling. Uh, I really liked the poem that you read, and I was going to ask who authored it, but I hear you posted it. Uh, no, well, the one I read, um, and it's no secret that you liked it because it's by a Nobel Prize winning poet, um, was Slavoj ah. Sisimborska, 
Um, it's from her book here. Uh, that's I don't think that's the collection that won the Nobel Prize, but it's um, uh, I, w- I just happened to be reading through it uh, in a in a bookshop in Pennsylvania over Thanksgiving weekend, and um, was very excited about her and her work. I don't know if you've heard of her. Um, and, and had brought it up because she is going to be published. Um, I was given permission to reprint one of her poems in the yeah. anthology that I'm working on, Ekphrastia Gone Wild. So um, I'm, I'm kind of in a Wislawa Sisimborska headspace at the moment. So that's here, H-E-R-E? Yeah. And then okay. Sisimborska is... Um, <laughs> I'm going to have to look this up again. Um, it's um, her first name is Wislawa, S W I S L A W A, and her last name. Get ready. It's um S Z Y M as in Mary B O R S K A. Okay, I would not have gotten that one. Well, thank you. Yeah, uh, that that it was a great, great poem. Isn't it? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, beautiful. It's sort of like the tourist's guide to to Earth, you know, pointing at <laughs> features. You know, we've got all kinds of great things here. Have you have you checked out our bodies and our wars and things? It, <laughs> it was such a cool thing uh, to to come across that poem. Um, well, her work is great. You should definitely. Do you, do you, Sharon Venezia, have a poem to share with us? I have a poem I could read. Yeah. Please do. Um, it's not quite ekphrastic, but when you were talking, it reminded me of this poem. Do you know Francesca Woodman, the photographer? I don't. Okay, well, she shot a lot of black and white photographs, and um, she used her body to kind of merge with the environment and explore physical boundaries and identity through this sort of merging. And she sadly committed suicide, and so this poem is... Um, about her, about the suicide. So it's about a photographer, but not quite, doesn't quite meet meet the definition of ekphrastic. It's untitled. To Francesca Woodman. Where do you end and the world begin? You want to be wind, vapor, half flower, half vase, wallpaper, tree bark, door. You become line, shape you invisible the self we raise our eyelids to your frame in this one your nakedness crawls towards a white collar you bend into our looking watch us shift in our feet as the lens eats you you are a brief installation of curved bone and wall jumping from a window you are both sidewalk and falling did you think the camera would catch you? That's a cheery one, huh? <laughs> maybe, maybe not, but it's a damn good one. Um, and th- with just a minute left in the show, that's a great piece to uh, to end on. Sharon, really quickly, is there anywhere people can find more work from you online? Uh, I do have a website, SharonVenezio.com. It's V-N-E-Z-I-O, right? V-E-N-E-Z-I-O, yes. And a book coming out, my first book coming out in March. Cool. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. All right, well, i got to close up shop thank, here. Um, thank thanks. you. All right, bye, Rick. Bye.
Hi. All right, that was Sharon Venizio calling from right here in Southern California. Sherman Oaks, thanks so much to everyone who called in. Thanks to everyone who listened. Um, our next show um, will be another open reading on January 13th at 2 o'clock p.m. Pacific. Uh, call in. Be brave. We've had uh, two first-time callers. Well, actually, three first-time callers of our four callers this week, so that's really cool. Um, check out what we're doing online, Poetry superhighway.com. There's a link to Ain't Got No Press there um, where you can check out submission guidelines for Ekfrastia Gone Wild. Um, Everybody, have a great rest of your Sunday um, and uh, keep on writing poetry.